Welcome to Real Clear Fetish Talks Real Clear Play. It is a series of interviews or discussions with uh, a guest. Uh, tonight we are joined by a leather creator from um, Canada. So, should we just get started? I think so. Let me see if he's here. There he is. If I can find him, there we go. Hello. Hello, can't see you yet. Hello. There you are. I can see you now. Um, yes. Uh, okay, I see you too. Good. I'm good. How are you doing? How are you doing? Good. Fantastic. How are you doing tonight? Um, good. I'm good. I've been in Soho this afternoon, which was really lovely. People were out. It didn't feel like a pandemic, which was kind of nice. Okay. Cool. I think there's a bit of a lag between us. There is a little bit. So we'll try working with that and just kind of have breaks in between we say something. Okay. Fantastic. Should we start with the four questions first? Yes, go ahead. Okay, cool. What do you prefer I call you pronouns, title and um, name? Um, I, my name's Alex. Um, I am a, uh, well, I go by male pronoun, so him, he is fine. Uh, don't really have a title because still a beginner in the fetish thing, so I'll just stick to my name. Fantastic, Alex, it is. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. So, uh, I am Chinese Canadian. Uh, I came to Canada for Gee, 20 years now. I am currently a uh, registered massage therapist. I am also a leather crafter on the side. As you can see my Instagram page, this particular one is where I share my uh, leather work. Mm -hmm. And uh, I am pretty new on the whole fetish thing. I've done a bunch of readings, but experience-wise, I'm pretty new. Like, haven't done much play in general. Okay, cool. Well, you have to start somewhere, so that's great. Yeah. Um, Completely sober, clear-headed, or social drinker? Um, all clear. I don't drink a lot. I don't uh, and, uh, partake in any sort of uh, uh, chemical for any sort. Okay, brilliant, brilliant. Um, what is clear play to you, and why is it important? So for me, is uh. Clear play means that you one is uh, in complete control of their mental faculty. They're fully conscious. So it's not uh, altered by any sort of uh, chemical, dietary-wise, any-wise. Um, it's important because it, it's interesting because I identify as a sub and I, yeah, I still like to be in control. So I like to have that mental faculty in complete control for me and whoever I play with certain, I would prefer them to be in fully in control of their mental faculty because I'm entrusting myself to them. So I have that expectation 
you can say that they are should be in fully controlled so meaning uh, no no drugs that's 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 great that's been touched on in other episodes and and, and it's so important as well especially as a sub it's mm -hmm. it's you you said it so you you want a little bit of control still to be honest most subs kind of yeah. dictate what's going to happen a little bit they they just make the surf think they're in control. <laughs> huh. So how how okay. how long have you been exploring fetish and 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 so on? What what attracted you to it? Ah, uh, let's see. I've been exploring since I was eighteen. Basically, uh, I found uh, leather to be quite attractive, so I started. Googling back then there weren't as many uh, video sites available. So I was most looking most at pictures mm -hmm. and I've uh, been kind of I put myself out there as I, you know, trying to find a dom, find a sir. I didn't exactly know what I was looking for, but I just kind of put my fantasy out there and see what happened and nothing really worked out because um, uh, for some reason uh, there's the whole that the scene involved a lot of drinking, a lot of party, a lot of like, uh, even people passing popper in the party. So I'm like, that's not really my thing. I really want to look for somebody who is like all, who, who doesn't engage in that basically. But it's been a little tricky on that side. It, it can be really tricky because the, the, the scene is so engrossed with, uh, you meet at a bar, you meet at a club, and, and that's where alcohol or drugs or poppers, as you mentioned, which I don't particularly like myself. Mm -hmm. I don't do it because right. I'm completely clear-headed, but it also gives me a horrible headache. So I don't really like right. it anyway. Um, mm -hmm. So you, you find that difficult. Do you, do you think that stuff like this, like interviews like this might open up for more interaction sober, especially on the fetish scene? I think so. That's, I'm, that's why I'm really liking your initiative because I want to be part of it. I think it's a really good uh, uh, culture to open up to say it's okay to be clear while at playing, that we don't, it's not always together. Yeah. Because uh, I, in my, in my uh, research, I found the whole fetish scene can have a spiritual side to it where uh, the dom is like the guide for the sub, for them to be the best they can be. And that is a whole spiritual journey of like finding oneself, empowerment. It, it gets quite poetic that way. So don't mind me. No, it's just, no, that's no, the no. lens I see. Please, please go uh, ahead. That is, that's perfect. That, I, I like that notion. Right. It, is, it is about giving your power over to someone else completely trusting them. And that's why it's sometimes very important. They're very clear-headed. Mm -hmm. And I found that, um, I don't mean to criticize in general, but the, the people I met so far, they don't seem to have that mindset to it. They see it as like, oh, it's a fantasy. We we do this and we get we get off and we move on. But I'm like, I'm looking for something like a person is like, Let's engage and see what's in you, that what's potential in you to grow out of. And I find it very, very hard to actually have a dom to just work with the sub and kind of guide them to find out what like leather, like what they wear, what's what's their vibe, and how to like work from it. Even more superficially, even like guide them to like work out to be the best body shape they can be, so they can like be who they are fully in in the leather world. I think that's like a very sexy concept mm. it's, it's very like mental but it's like i found that that process to be quite beautiful 
Yeah, it's 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 you you you're thinking like a little bit more mentorship as well. Um, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 funny here in in Europe at least. Um, my experience with fetish here it's much more on the sex side of it, and that it's not so much the deep connections or spirituality as you say i've had people mention like with flogging and so on it can be quite spiritual it can be quite healing and you have to have your mind and your wit with you when you do it um so it's it's interesting mm -hmm. for me you you you're talking about like a proper connection with someone yes yeah and that is difficult to come by and that's after a long time, I realized that's what I'm looking for, not just to fulfill the fantasy. It's nice, we can just get off, but I'm like, there's a bit of emptiness to it. I'm like, this doesn't mean much if it's just a fantasy. I can just watch porn and whatever I like and just get the job done and move on. But no, there's gotta be more than that. That's what my, my uh, gut feeling is when it comes to this journey. And unfortunately, I have to do most of it on my own so far. Um, I stumbled across uh, leather crafting. Actually, I'm a big uh, geek, so I cosplay. And from there, I went off to um, live action role playing, LARPing. And that's why I started doing uh, leather armor. Fantastic. So it wasn't until that point. Fantastic. Hmm? Sorry? I just commented. Yeah. So it was, thanks. Uh, it wasn't at that point that I'm like starting to be okay wearing more leather. It's like. I know I made this piece and I'm proud of it, so I'm okay to wear it on myself to display it. So that's where I'm like getting there when it comes to wearing in leather and trying to meet, put it together within myself. Yeah, some and, of the pieces on your and, Instagram is, is quite beautiful and decorated and so on. Where do you, where do you get the inspiration for it? Is it, what type of role play is um, it? Is it a certain type of role play? Uh, okay, it, it's a game, it's more like Dungeons and Dragons. I'm not sure yeah, you know yeah, that yeah, yeah. game, role-playing game, but um, the group that I'm a part of, uh, it's not really related to fetish. It's more like a bunch of people go camping and we have a uh, planned story plot and we are in a character. We just go in the woods and we act out our adventures. Sometimes we engage in combat. Sometimes we engage in role-play. I'm sure sex is involved, but that's other players' business. I don't, I'm not part of that. But um, yeah, I found that that's... Uh, that's why I found the, the leather part of me is constructing the piece of gear or of armor and wearing it and just showing the world this is what I made and I'm proud of it. As opposed to when I was younger, I'm like, oh, leather's cool, but I'm not sure if I should wear it. It's kind of awkward. It's like, it wasn't me. It wasn't part of me. But now it's like, okay, I can own it more now because I know I made it. And this pandemic make it a bit easier because the mask thing. Um, you've seen some of my masks. This is one of my earlier pieces. Uh, not this one. Not sure you can see it. That's amazing. This dark blue in the middle. Yeah, uh, so it's just a pattern that I got off the internet. But yeah, there's something nice about just being able to manifest what you want with your hands and just wear and be part of you. Yeah, there's been like so in, that's where in, I'm in, right. in the last couple of years, there's been quite a big movement of creating your own gear, especially in the rubber scene. A lot of people are interacting with like classes to learn how to do it themselves, create pieces and so on. So I, I can get why you have such pride in wearing something you created, something you took from just a piece of leather on the table to that mask you just showed. That must be very like satisfying. 
It is. It is. And uh, yeah, I just well at this point I just would find be able to find a dom or a partner to just appreciate and engage that journey with me would be really good. I'm I'm sure you can find someone in Canada. Where in Canada are you? I am in Toronto. Toronto. Well, there's there's a there's a fetish scene there. I know it's it's there. Is? Yeah, it's 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 there's some really I mean, nice guys there. I know. So it's 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 there are. It's, uh, it's just that, um, see, I'm not too updated. I'm back to the scene more recently, but uh, previous, this is like three years ago, uh, the local leather bar, they don't exactly have a dress code and people in there just are just regular men. They don't seem like there are too much about the fetish. They just kind of hang out. So I'm like, am I the right place? What are we doing? So so there's that. So I still, still need to look around for that. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's it's weird. One of my best mates, who's uh, Quebecois, and um, and he's into role play as well. He's a massive geek. He lives in Berlin, though I have to say, uh, but he is massively into role play and all those type of things. I, I might <laughs> might connect you to. You might you might hit it off. Oh, perfect. Um, perfect. So so, when have you lived in Canada all your life? Most of my life, yeah. Previously, it was Hong Kong. I came here when I was 13, and then I've been here ever okay. since. Well, what, what, uh, was it because of family you moved there, or...? Yeah, it was a family choice. I just came here for education. And, um, yeah, came here for schooling, and uh, initially, I was a child and youth care worker. Wow. So, kind of like social work, but I work with um, youth and the mental health um, aspect of it. So, I've seen... Uh, a lot of mental health coupled with like uh, addiction issues. So that's where I had the first experience as like the, the, the not so nice side of drug use. Yeah. So uh, then I move on to be a massage therapist. Okay. So, so you've, you've, you've seen the, the, yeah, the, 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 the dark side of what addiction can do and so on. Dealing with, with people with addiction issues and so on. Um, is that something that motivated you to like, okay, I'm choosing not to drink and this is not a part of my story? Uh, partially. The initial idea was actually, uh, the funny thing is, uh, there's like the whole anti-drug program in uh, high school that they're running. Usually it doesn't work for kids, but you're speaking to the one that actually worked on <laughs> like, it. like, oh, I just kind of learned like, okay, don't do it. Got it. I won't do it. And then that lesson was really hammered home when I uh, work with uh, my, my clients, seeing the struggles. Mm. It's not even just um, like street drugs. It's more like uh, prescribed drugs too. They manage to find a loophole. They kind of get like a bit of a euphoria out of it and their behavior changes. And it's really, they become a different person. It's almost like someone else and it's not their true uh, personality. And it's like, who am I working with? Are you still you? Is, and this tend to be unpleasant. So I'm interested in getting to know people as who they really are and not their uh, persona that they manifest when under influence. Yeah, I've definitely had experiences when, I, when I'm still using, I would have a, a really good connection with someone when I was either drunk or high. And then we're like, oh, we'll meet up again when we're sober and when we're clear headed. And then we meet up, we have nothing in common. And it was just like, oh, oh wow. okay, the only thing we had in common was the drugs. 
and our, our heightened experience of that. But actually, personality-wise, we just didn't have anything in common. Um, so I, I, right. I fully recognize the whole like split personality, the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde scenario. Um, so it, mm -hmm. I, I fully get that. And you also see, um, so in Toronto, um, are you on any like dating apps? Are you, on, are you in recon and so on? I'm on recon, yes. And, I'm on recon, that's about it. Uh, and do, do you find yeah, that I haven't really... the, the people you interact with in Toronto or through recon, is, do you, can you sense this might be a drug problem there or, or is it just? Um, I wouldn't say it's a drug problem, but I, there's a few profile where I came across they mentioned uh, PNP. I'm assuming this uh, party and play that would imply uh, use. Uh, I think there's a few profile came across, uh, say four or five. And I think there's a few that says like absolutely no limits and they use the word pig. I don't know the full extent of what they were referring to and I didn't really engage. Because for me, is this is a part of also having self-respect and knowing your limit. When you say no limit, it's like, Okay, that that just raises a question mark. It's like, are you doing this out of like a self-destructive uh, tendency or what? Yes, uh, part of the thing about me is as a, as a former youth worker, I analyze people a lot. Like yeah. when I read a profile, I'm trying to like trying to get a picture of like what their pattern of behavior must be like. It's like what I'm expecting. So when I see certain keywords, I'm like, okay, they don't really. It's just not what I'm looking for. Sometimes that, that's just what I'm uh, sensing. But a uh, drug problem, maybe, maybe not, because uh, I work a lot, so I don't really get to go out and interact in person. Fair enough, fair enough. You, you have to work to live kind of thing, yeah. Um, exactly. Do you, and, and this might be a, a sensitive question, but do you find, uh, especially on the fetish scene as a Chinese person, do you find that representation can be a bit of a problem as well? Do you, do you feel... Actually, yes. I, I'm glad you brought it up because, yeah, every time there's like promotional poster for the fetish scene, it's almost always a uh, Caucasian person, mm -hmm. occasionally black, rarely any Chinese. That's like part of the barrier when I was starting, I was like, Chinese man in leather doesn't really work because I haven't seen anyone else made it work. Well. So that's like, I'm like, uh, yeah, this is very rare to see like an Asian heritage person like owning the whole leather to attitude, rarely. And yeah, it, it's a bit not, um, it, in the beginning it was a bit intimidating and then it's like, it's, it's, it's lacking. And I would like to step it up, I guess, to be that because no one else is stepping up. Yeah, I, I, right? I do you know, uh, on Recon, one of the promotion managers, Sandy, um, proud black man, and, and he did an interview, and I, I, I watched it, and they mentioned they had a model who was Asian, uh, they used for some of their promotion uh -huh. a couple of years back, and they were doing a party in San Francisco, I think, and because this promotion poster was there, um, an Asian person came up and, and, and said, can we come in? And it's like, yeah, of course oh. you can come in. And all of a sudden there's like a big group of them because they, they were like waiting for permission. Um, which is, which is I, I, of course, as a white male, I 
that's not my lived experience and it's hard to kind of imagine not feeling welcome somewhere um but it, it's i would say that at least on the fetishing with the full lever stuff i see a lot of um do you know the homepage bluff yes have, yes they, i know that page i'm not part of it because Asian contingency on there because i my impression oh. at least with like the langlet's full uniform lever um, a big part of their export goes to to asia and 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 chinese men there's quite a big really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Huh. okay well uh well that's that's good to know cuz i uh yeah even I mean, locally toronto there's hardly any uh asian male so like locally it's just still hard to see it, leather and asian being a thing so I, I, yeah, I feel like I need to step up the game and show up and be more present so I can represent and maybe the others will be able to uh, feel okay to come out. That's definitely a big factor, yeah, actually. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's... And the, the other thing is, uh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go, go. Okay. Um, the other thing is, I, I'm big on facial hair and Asian heritage people tend to not have fuller beards. So it's part of this psychological effects. Like you see a lot of the uh, big bearded biker leather man and promotion materials. And then look at the, the Chinese population. It's like, oh, they tend to be less hair. It's not really all there. It's like, where do we fit in? Like, cause the traditional image of the leather man would be like, you know, Caucasian, some sort of well-trimmed facial hair has that, <sighs> That, that testosterone atmosphere around them. Meanwhile, the, the Asian population is not portrayed as such as I'm like, do we, where do we find ourselves? You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's like, do we try to be that in that box? Do we try to like get more hair ourselves? Or do we need to find our own version that is considered hot? Like, where are we kind of thing? I feel like we need to like establish our identity here in that way. I, I think, especially now with like the movements of of like the trans movements, there's uh, Black Lives Matter. There's there's so many things going on at the moment, and and so much focus on just be yourself, be the best version of yourself, and bring what you need to bring to right. it. Um, but it it, mm -hmm. it is of course really difficult when there's not when you can't find someone that looks like you in a scene and you want to engage with that scene and and that is a problem right. absolutely and and it's it's it is hard and it, it's difficult and but yeah it's it's hopefully over time with more representation um that would be great i was about to say right recon and they might put you on that promotion uh one day, one of these days, I, I, as a massage therapist, I'm not sure if I'm allowed because, you know, professional image, I don't know where I need to be. But uh, that, that's certainly an idea. And I need to up my uh, leather game to, to make it. As you can, you can probably see my armor over there in the background. There's another one down here. So it's a bit more fantasy yeah. based, not so much sexualized fetish type. Per se, so I'm still um, still trying to find the where I my 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 ground where like more fantasy stuff, more fetish stuff. I need to like find the middle ground for myself, for sure. We're we're we're, we're 
if if I can pry a little bit, what is what is your like? Sure. What is what fantasy do you play with? What what type of things get you going? Ah,、uh, my keyword will be ah、uh, corruption and transformation. So ah、uh, stuff like, um say you know not superhero per se, more like. Yeah, in fantasy genre, you know, like a hero. I think oh, you said it back. Okay, like a, a heroic kind of character getting tempted and corrupted into like a more like a antagonist or like just a darker version with more edgy, more leather. That process of corruption and transformation is very hot for me. It doesn't really help that、uh, you no know, most movie you no know, the bad guys should just wear more leather later on if they turn turn evil or and they usually <laughs> get muscular stronger too so like that's like an upgrade despite being a bad guy so I'm like that I find that to be very hot of any sort of like corruption and like just spoiling the innocence feels like okay but I like to be on the receiving end of it so I don't see myself being on the uh in the initiatory uh end so. We'll see, but that's where I, what I like. Well, that's 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 a really good fantasy, especially like you mentioned, you're you're、um, you you're a bit geeky and and so on, and all the like superheroes corruption kind of themes and so on. That there's definitely some really hot、mm-hmm. things in there. Personally, what one of my favorite characters, at least if you go into the Marvel universe, if you can go a little bit geeky in there, I love the character Venom because、mm-hmm. it's. It's someone. It's kind of an、oh. anti-hero, and you kind of get taken over, and it's all black, and and so I I fully get that kind、yes. of fantasy and the corruption of it. Absolutely.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, Venom is pretty hot. I mean, Tom Hardy. Yes,、oh, absolutely, Tom Hardy. <laughs> Yes, and、um, X Men movie, the the the, the earlier ones, everyone's in leather. That's just amazing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so,、uh, yeah, that's like it's going. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 good to have fantasies and 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 so on. And, and you mentioned like when you read profiles where you say no limits and do 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 do, it's it's fantasies are good and and stuff like that. But you also, I think sometimes you have to pull back, especially when I sometimes talk to subs online and they're like. I want to do this. I want to do this. I want to do this, and I'm kind of going, okay, that's fine. Let's let's put that to one side. Have a wank, and then come back, and then see how you feel, because it, it's、mm-hmm. when you get going, you just want everything, and then it's like you really get into it, and then when you come, it's like, oh, I don't actually know how I feel about it. It's it's. It's about just taking the edge off, and then start examining what do you actually like, and what is actually doable in real life. I completely agree. Because、uh, there's a couple times when I was younger where I managed to find someone, and we act out the scene, and then we came, and then it's like, okay, look at myself. What am I doing? This is oh my god, <laughs> get me out of here right now, kind of thing. But then it's not. Porn movie. I can't just click and, and just exit. I can't. I need to like clean up. I need to drive home. The drive of shame is like what did I just do with myself kind of thing. So <laughs> definitely, the, the the fantasy needs to meet the reality in a in, in a firm foundation so that it doesn't end poorly. Yeah, 
because I, I there's more than a couple of times where I was like, oh yeah, that was hot, and then it's like, yeah, let's not meet ever again because that wasn't really what my thing is. So <laughs> in my youth, I had uh, some of those poor choices where I was like, oh yeah, let's, I, I kind of ghost some people because you know I, I we did it, and then it's like, okay, that wasn't my thing, so I'm like, don't talk to me again, kind of thing. So you try can... something you don't necessarily like, you can kind of just go tick. I've done that now. I I tried it. I didn't like right. it. I don't have to go back to that. Um, and it's it's, right. it's 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 like trial and error. I just like to see if something works or not. I've definitely done things where afterwards it was like I didn't feel great about it, but I kind of like oh I've done it now. Right. Yeah, I mean that's a good way to look at it. I mean, life is about making mistakes and learning from it. Absolutely, it's 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 so important to to play around with fetish and and it very much like talking to you. It it feels like you are kind of at the start of your journey to figure out where do you fit in in fetish and what is your fetish and what do you want to portray, portray when you go out in a fetish environment. But it's it's so exciting when mm -hmm. when you can kind of create your own stuff instead of like me. I bought everything. It's made buy a shop somewhere and it's not really overly personal i've add small touches myself but it's still like a very standard look i do um of course if right. if you can't carry the look off it, it doesn't help but yeah it's it's I'm, I'm curious to see where you might be at in a year two years and like especially with the stuff you create and and kind of find your path on that yeah, I'm excited too, because, um, yeah, I mean, you look very good, first, first of all. Um, I just let's keep look around and see, uh, learn to make the shirt and pants, because they are a different skill set, because I make primarily armor, and it's thicker leather, uh, shirts and garments will require sewing, so uh, we'll see how I fare with that area. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a different beast in itself, really, that type of sewing. Yeah. And it makes me appreciate the value of the leather gear that much more because the work behind it to pick the good quality leather, the sewing, the cut is so much work. So I appreciate like leather gear that much more in general because, yeah. That's great. So what, what gear do you have now? You have your armor and so on. Do you have any other fetish gear? I have a pair of chaps. There was a gift from a friend, and I have a harness, gloves, but not the super thin leather glove uh, that you you have. It's just like a regular leather glove. Uh, yes, yes. Um, that's about it. Um, I mean, this is what you see me wear when uh, in that promotional picture. I just didn't wear the harness for that one. Okay. So I okay. need to look up for sure. Sorry. I need to look for a shirt to complete a shirt the look. Is good. It's a good start. Um, so is, is there any particular look you would love to like, what is your, what do you see yourself in? Like, what's your ideal outfit? Okay, that's a good question. Um, okay. Not the police uniform style per se. I'm more interested in like a medieval look. I'm not sure you've seen um, some of the TV show Once Upon a Time. 
um, yeah. in it, there's like a scene where the uh, huntsman, he wore like a nice uh, long sleeve um, leather shirt. It is like, it's lace up in the front. Mm -hmm. And that has a nice like look to it. It's not uniform or like a police officer, but it just portrays badass. I've, I've, def so I've I, definitely I seen that kind of stuff on, on the scene. It's it's not something you would see every time you go out, but absolutely there is a space for that. And, and as, as you say, you're a very geeky person. To be honest, I think most fetish men are quite geeky because a very signature of a geek is you focus on something, one specific thing, and you're really into it. That's, that's uh, mm -hmm. and, and I'm definitely also very much a geek. Well, as, as, as you say, it, mo most fetish men are, are quite geeky. If you looked at my, in my flat, you would find I, I collect vinyls, uh, music, I collect movies. I, it's, it's a very geeky fetish flat I live in. So it's, it's, nice. it's a big mixture of all sorts of things, which is, is mm -hmm. and I find most, most fetish men I inter interact with have some sort of geeky tendency or an interest besides the fetish. Hmm. That's good to know. That's comforting. That's... Absolutely. And, and I can relate to them. <laughs> it's, it's about finding like the people you kind of go click with and you kind of go, oh, I'm not the only one. I, I have this interest too as well. One, one of the things at least I yes. learned in, in early recovery and, and interacting with other recovering addicts was it's, it's that recognition of like, oh, you too. That's so important. Um, so yes, just with you coming on and talking about your interests and, and so on, I'm hoping someone will watch this and go, it's, 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 it's about like showing, like, like you say, representation. It's, it's so important to kind of go out there and then also sometimes put your little self out of your comfort zone. Uh, you coming on here talking about armor, you're slightly geeky, um, you're representing a slightly underrepresented section of the fetish environment as, as Chinese Canadian. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm hoping someone will watch this episode and go, Oh, I'm not the only one. Great. Yeah. I hope so too. It's good to inspire others that way. Yeah. It's, it's one of the powers of some, some of the stuff I do is when people approach me and go, I'm not quite there yet. I'm not ready to stop but you give me hope. And, and that's where I would hope, like if you are, are quite public with like your fetish stuff and, and so on, you would like have either um, other Chinese fetish men that might approach you or um, other venues that might just like, we want to represent more a diverse group and, and you, could, you could help that, absolutely. Mm -hmm. For sure. I mean, I didn't. I didn't start out this journey thinking I will be a bit of a not pioneer, last dash leader. But I guess that's needed. Someone's got to step up. <laughs> well, of of course, do I what mean, you're comfortable with. That's the thing, isn't it? Right. So you you um, you live on your own in, in in Toronto. Yeah, I do. Yes. Fantastic. And you uh, you say you are a, a masseuse and and and. How how is that now in in lockdown? How how is that going? 
Uh, we've actually opened up. So I, I have a group of uh, patients I see regularly. So um, we've been just keeping to protocol, but they are coming to see me and treating them. So it's kind of almost life back to normal, except I need to wear a lot more protective equipment, mask, face shield, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, life it's continues. Now, it's now you kind of go just like, ooh, protective gear. I'm sure someone out there likes that kind of thing. Yes, I mean, I try to keep that a part of my <laughs> professional work, but uh, I, when I travel, I wear my leather mask. Oh, fantastic. Just sort of like, almost like promoting my own work, but also there's this movement to normalize so wearing leather gear and everything like because it's just clothing items, just there. It's not being overly sexualized or perverted, it's just things to wear. Yeah, it's, it's, it's about... So I'm trying to it's, help. Yeah. It's about demystifying it, and it's like showing it. it is... It's, it's either a lifestyle or just a fashion choice. Um, of course, if exactly. I walk down the street like this, I do get looks. It's just the way it is. If I wear a pair of leather jeans and a pair of sneakers, no one really bats an eyelid. They don't really see it. I mean, either way, I'll still look at you. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I, I wore my mask out for um, dinner with my friends the other night, and the, the waiter straight up called me Hannibal Lecter, <laughs> the, the character from um, Red Dragon. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, there is, there is definitely... Um, I've seen guys on Recon with those type of masks as well. There, there's absolutely a, a market yeah. for that. Um, yes, I need, need to let like, my mask in. With the more like edgy, more decorative stuff, I I need to like play with design a bit more to promote it. But there's definitely a market there, yeah. Well, actually, we're going into a world now where masks are gonna be a normal thing from now on. I'm I'm sure it's not going yep. anywhere. Um, and and we see people playing with designs like creating masks in rubber, leather, all sorts of fabrics. Um, logos, yes. designs, mouths, whatever. And it, it's it's so fun to see having, uh, all of a sudden you were taking something we kind of attached to maybe a fetish thing. I definitely have rubber masks and I have leather masks as well, but I nice. never thought it as a protective gear. <laughs> okay. Well, it's, it's just a look. I mean, it's... It it's true and it's beautiful that how we can take something practical but make it beautiful i, I like the i love the concept of having something that's both practical but good to look at it's there's a certain beauty when those two things are present yeah absolutely it's, it's... And, and the mask that i make there's a layer inside i can like put filter material so it's actually protective Oh, there's definitely a market for it. I've I've seen several friends of mine who who make leather, and they've already launched. Of course, they go like it's not really protective gear, but I'm sure if if you're you're clever or put a filter in it, it would work. Right. Absolutely. So so I've I've seen saw some of the like you you showed the mask you had there, and it's it's a very dark rich kind of shiny color where where do you get those kind it's not leather you would normally see on the scene because it's quite vibrant dark colors oh actually uh let me see if i can move the camera see uh i just that's the uh regular sheets of leather uh over yeah. top 
That's just skin color. Actually, I have a whole thing of it in front of me. So I had to dye them myself. Oh. So I buy it in rolls and I cut it on uh, the pattern and then uh, I dyed it to apply like a finish. It seals it so it's waterproof. Then I assembled it. So uh, the mask I make are actually, um, I can disinfect it, you can reuse it. It's quite practical. When I design something, I make sure it's comfortable and usable that way. So the, it, it feels like you put a lot of thought and, and love into it. It's like, it, it's, it's, it's something you've crafted and it, it, it's quite something. It's like, I didn't even know you were dyeing it as well. That's, that's amazing. Oh, thank you. Do, do you dye it in your uh, I mean, for me, that's... Huh? Oh, it's very small. Just, yeah, tools. Uh, you can see there's, there's dyes over there. All those are dyes and glue, and uh, yeah. I mean, for me, that's the only way to do things. This is my best, putting my, my heart and soul into something. There's to, to respect the material. That's the, no other way of doing it. Well, that, that, that rings true as a, a, like a proper lever man, is, is the, the respect for the fabric and, and, and the feel of it and, and the love for it. And, and it's- Exactly. So it's, it's you're, definitely, you're definitely there. Absolutely, you're definitely a fetish man because you have oh, that yeah. love for leather. And then, and, and I've I've always had an affinity to leather ever since I was like maybe 15, 16. That was why I kind of piqued my interest already. Um, I had my first pair of leather jeans at 16. Um, nice. Horrible pair of leather jeans, and they were way too big for me, but I had them, and I was the only one at school that wore them. So. <laughs> wow good for you no, good for you yeah i always like the whole look of leather even like in any movies when someone a villain has like leather pants or leather jacket or gloves on i'm like oh that's my has my attention all there um but yeah i always liked it. i just never had the guts to buy and wear them until more recently mm -hmm. uh at one point i was um going to a leather party in Toronto and I, I was uh, working in a group home as a youth worker in an overnight shift so I actually wore my uh, leather chaps underneath my work clothes <laughs> and when it's time to switch I go straight to the uh, party after work so I just kind of took off the pants and voila transformed <laughs> well, well most people do that I've, I've definitely gone on on trains in Berlin with a pair of tracky bottoms on on top of my leather jeans or my chaps or whatever I was wearing or not wearing that night. Um, so it, it's that it, it, it's something quite fun about like being on public transport and you kind of have this little secret. Yeah, it, it, it is kind of fun. I, I can relate to that. I, I will say I have traveled on public transport where I didn't have a secret. I was only wearing a, a, a leather apron and nothing else. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, this was in Berlin. Oh, well, you're wearing over top. away with a lot in Berlin. Oh, wow. I love to travel there someday. I haven't traveled much. That's amazing. It is, it is a, a place. Uh, absolutely. If you're a fetish man, Berlin is definitely a place to visit because it's, it's very laid back. It's very, I would say, bohemian in its attitude to all sorts of people and so on. People don't really look at you and go, oh, you're weird. Um, you, they're, they're used to a lot of things there. They've been through hell there. So they kind of just like let people be people. 
So if you want to travel somewhere, absolutely, I would recommend Berlin. Absolutely. Perfect. Perfect. Well, when this whole, whole pandemic thing settles down, then yes, finally we can travel. Yeah, well, Until then, I'm like in Toronto. Yeah, we're not really. I mean, I got time to prepare and make the right outfit for it. Absolutely, and trust me, if you ever like, if if you travel to San Francisco or to、uh, Berlin for like Folsom and so on, it's like if you showed up in one of your outfits, oh my god, you would, yeah, people would love it. I look forward yeah, to it. It's, it's 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 so important, especially with like something so unique. Um, it's 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 not often you see leather armor on on the scene. You do on on occasion, but then it's more like gladiator kind of feel to it, where I I don't necessarily see、yeah. yours being that gladiator. Yeah, I can't speak now.、Um, but it's 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 very interesting. What, is there any like specific area you get your inspiration? For your armor, I, I know there's a lot of patterns on it and so on. Is does that come from somewhere specific? Actually, yes. It's、uh, from a specific、uh, anime、uh, from the eighties. It's called Knights of the Zodiac、uh, or、uh, Saint Seiya from Japan.、Um, Greek、uh, theme anime, basically、uh, young boys fighting to save the world type thing. But、uh, the unique thing about、uh, that show is、um, all their armor. So each、uh, customer has a climbing arm, and when they're not being worn by the first person, it transforms into like a statue that represents the constellation. So there's a bit of like a transformer type deal there, but it's very mythological, very magical looking armor. So for example, this armor down here is the sign of Virgo. It's not complete yet. So、uh, I I take a lot of inspiration from that、uh, particular show. So、um, very bold, big design. Uh, big pauldrons and stuff like that. So when I do something for the fetish scene, I don't see myself wearing that type. I see something a bit more body type, more close to the body. At least I don't have to like bump shoulder and push someone away because the pauldron is so big.、Uh, so I, I don't know. Like when I picture myself making something for the fetish scene, I see something. It needs to speak like villain, something a villain would wear. Something edgy, so I have not settled on a design on that yet. This is like for my cosplay display piece. They're true to the show, but I need to branch out more on that. This is absolutely. But、uh, I definitely like. Absolutely, when you when you look at, at at film, especially like the more adventure fantasy kind of thing, and you see villains in in their leather outfits, it's quite something, and and they really design、yes. some beautiful costume pieces and so on. Like I like as a bluff man, I can appreciate like for example the craft that went into the design of if you watched、um, Captain America the first one, there's the Red Skull uniform,、yes. which is beautifully made. Yes, it's pretty hot. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's a villain. That's a proper villain outfit. Um, and and、mm-hmm. I, I I would love to find someone who can make that for me because it's beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Let me go back and double check now because、uh, <laughs> yeah, it is quite beautiful. I've given you an idea.、Um, yes, and also I mean even Star Wars, Darth Vader, him and his gauntlet leather glove. That's like my first taste of yeah, first sight of leather. It's like like yeah. 
when when he does things with gloved hand, I'm like, oh my god! Like I I just love a strong pair of like strong hands with like leather glove. They just this just speaks strength of the person. Leather gloves and is, so is a way. big thing for me as well. It's 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 just something about it. I don't know. It's it's that extra skin on your hands. It's someone holding over your mouth. Uh, it's it's oh yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit warm in here now. Okay. <laughs> uh, you've seen Star Wars. Um, the Last Jedi, the one scene when Kylo Ren reached out with leather glove to uh, Ray. I'm like, there's no way I'll say no to that hand. <laughs> there's no way. <laughs> you were wishing to be Ray in that moment. Exactly. And I'm just going to grab the hand and go, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. I'll, I'll follow you to the dark side. I'm not a problem with that. Exactly. Well, so uh, some, some some of the like the, the, the dark sides uniforms and the stormtroopers and so on. They have the best outfits. It's just like they do. They do. Uh, now I'm trying to think what movie has good leather outfits now. <laughs> you, you you have to go. Uh, and, I mean, um, and get some research done and do a combination of of like movie villains leather outfit. That would be amazing. Yeah, more like an armor trench coat. I guess I love leather trench coat. Those are so hard to come by, and this has the look of edginess to it. And, and maybe some um, body armor attached to the trench coat. That would be really hot. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're, we're, and, we're figuring out about, what like, you need to gloves. make for yourself here. Yes. I mean, it just gets my passion going for it. It's that that urge to create is just what makes life nice when you have the spark to create things yeah it's 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 it's, it's nice to have um a, a creative outlet i definitely found um especially in active addiction my creative outlet disappeared i didn't really have it because i was much more focusing on the partying the sex and the drugs so when i took that mm -hmm. away i had to re-engage with my creativity i I sing in, a, in the London Gay Men's Chorus. I write poetry. Nice. Um, so it's, it's all of a sudden, all those things kind of came back. I do video editing, stuff like that in my spare time. Um, so it's, it's, it's so important to be creative. And, and especially when, as, as fetish men, a lot of fetish men are quite creative as people, I find. Because um, mm -hmm. we're quite creative when it comes to sex and what we're into. And... It's it's that exactly. big brain of ours that just keeps going with things. Is like, oh, we'll try this. Yep. So it's it's. I can see we're coming oh. down to the last five minutes. It went really quick. Um, it's been absolutely amazing to have you on and have a little bit of discussion about representation and the love of fetish gear and creating and and. So it it. Is there anything you would like? Let's let's do like a real RuPaul kind of thing here. It's like if you could speak to your younger fetish self, what would you advise to him? Uh, look deep within yourself and just find who's the real you and chase after it. Him. There's something else more powerful than that that absolutely it's 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 so important to be true to yourself and 
be comfortable with yourself. It's so important to be true to yourself. I always kind of go as as a gay as gay men, we we come out all our lives. It's not just coming out to your parents. Oh, did I lose you again? Oh, I'm Hello? here. Okay, cool. It's it's Hello, as gay I'm men, here. you 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 have to kind of come out your whole life. It's not just coming out to your parents. It's not coming out to your family or friends. It's it's a continuous thing. And I've definitely come out several times in my life. And that was first as, as gay. Then I came out as a fetish man. And then I came out as an addict. And, and it's, it's a continuous thing. And, and I think you keep coming out. And there will be things like, oh, I, I've come out with mental health issues and so on. But it's so important to just be true to yourself and, and just show that it's okay to be a certain way and, and have passion for these type of things. So yeah, I like what you say about the keep coming out because I'm at the point where I'm coming out as a leather man to people around me and there's idea around that and just looking for the next things to, to get to know myself in and see where I am in relation to the rest of the world or fetish and everything. It's always a journey of knowing yourself. Absolutely. And, and, and the more you kind of normalize, pe normalize for people around you, you have this interest. It's not necessarily a 100% sexual thing. It can be all sorts of things. Um, it, it gets better and mm -hmm. it gets easier and, and you can express yourself more uh, and be more public about it. But I want to say thank you for coming on and sharing a little bit of your story and, and being present and representation of, of who you are and where you've gotten to. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. This is amazing. Absolutely. Have a great day and a nice evening. You as well. Yes. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. So that was episode seven. Um, thank you for all the lovely comments. I did notice someone said we were adorable. That's very kind of you. We weren't really going for adorable, but that's fine. I'm a big tough lover man. I'm not adorable. Um, but next week will be the eighth episode, which will be the last in this season. And then I'll wait till the new year before I'm doing more of these. And then I'll have a think what might change. So next week, tune in. Uh, there might be a little bit of a surprise next week. Um, so just keep tuned and I'll post more information about the next episode next week. And it will be the final one. So please do tune in and enjoy some more kinky talk, if you could say. So have a nice evening. Play safe. Stay safe. Because sober is sexy. <laughs>